Paul, I see the book cover. It's a tennis player bracing for a return, but instead of a racket, he has a briefcase. <laughs> oh, you know, usually I like to tell you you're an idiot, but that's, that's frankly just fantastic. <laughs> How is sales going? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's been really interesting. You know, I don't know if people know, I run sales at Postlight. It used to be sort of just something we did as a company, and you and I were doing it, but... You get you get other help, but yeah, you, you are... No, it was a small sales team. Yeah. Which means that every day we work through our leads, and we write proposals, and we, and we do all this stuff. So sales has been really genuinely interesting in this time, in that... First of all, I think, you know, we all went home and our assumption, your assumption, my assumption was that's it for a while. There's just not going to be a lot going on. You know, I'm loving the idea of addressing the listener five years from now. We should name this person. Oh, yeah. Like somebody really relaxed who loves to socialize, <laughs> who loves to go to Carlotta? bars. <laughs> I was thinking Irish pub person. Like Nate, Nate, Nate and Carlotta, right? Nate and Carlotta. Like the, they, they both. One's a one's a product manager. One's an engineer. I don't really care who's who. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, and five years from now, they picked up this podcast and they love it. So Nate, Carlotta, we're back in 2020. We're all working from home, and we spend a lot of time looking at our screens. And that's the backdrop right now for sales. So Paul, continue. I interrupted you. So look, our assumption was that's it. <laughs> Let's just keep working with the clients we got and hope for the best. The reality has been a little bit different. Look, everybody's reacting. And uh, there were a few leads that just kind of went dry. Like we had one client, potential client, who was travel related. And that they're just like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain sectors are definitely more deeply affected than others. So after about a month went by, we haven't been, I don't, I don't like to talk about this openly because we have good fortune. I'm literally knocking on wood as I say this and good fortune can change at any moment, but let's assume for the purposes of this conversation that what we're seeing is representative of a certain kind of digital firm, right? Like that we are, it feels to me like there's two economies, frankly. It feels like there's the one we're in, which is kind of status quo. Hold on. We're going to get things back. We'll profit from the rally when it shows up. But in the meantime, we'll do the best we can. And then there is the 30 million people have been laid off. It's incredibly serious and people are hungry. Those two worlds are out there happening right now. And we have the good fortune because we didn't have travel and hospitality to be on on the, the status quo side. And so like, a lot of expectations and predictions about the contraction didn't come true. And instead, what we're seeing is like a steady in, inbound business. And I'm doing a lot of pitches, which traditionally would be like, hey, come by the office. I'd love to talk to you about your your challenges. And mm-hmm. it would be a lot of eye contact. And look, I, I know I'm doing all the talking here. You should jump in because here's what people think sales is, right? You come in and ask me to build something for you, and then I'll, I'll be a traditional sales guy. Hey, Rich, good to see you. Come on in. Yeah, so wow. tell us again about what you're what you're trying to build. You guys got a really nice place here. 
It's got a nice vibe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're great. Love we're this great. area. Come on in. Sit down. Like, yeah. Yeah, sit down. Thank sit you. Sit down. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. So tell me a little bit about your budget and your problems. Here's where we're at. Um, we've been trying to sunset. Oh, you need Sitecore. Sitecore is what you need. And we're going to get it for you. <laughs> and it's going to cost half a million dollars. But no, I'm going to take about $300,000 off of that to start. And then I'm going to lock you into a 36-month contract that you don't fully know about. <laughs> and and that's what's going to solve your problems. Does that sound good to you? Um, well, let's talk for a minute. Hold on. I'm going to lock the door. <laughs> Does that sound good to you? <laughs> I, like, uh, pause the, this, this scenario and let's just point out we have nothing against Sitecore <laughs> or anything Sitecore <laughs> represents. Um, no, but it's a platform. It's like Adobe Experience Manager is what you need. Yeah, but I'm building a website to connect puppies to, to kids who need to hug puppies. Adobe Experience Manager. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I want to be able to like have really good insights as to why certain people come into the site, bail halfway through. At this point, Paul, you're supposed to mention Pendo. <laughs> no, no, that's when you need Pendo. And actually, hold on. We have our custom Pendo AEM module expander <laughs> yeah. that only we have. And we're going to lock you into for the next yeah. like seven lifetimes. Yeah. Like Your children will still be paying for this piece of software. Also, it's not a big deal. We're not the only ones, but we are Pendo certified partner. Just worth noting. Oh, are we? And there's plenty <laughs> of them out anyway. there. <laughs> Don't even joke about it because there's somebody out there who's Pendo certified who's like, the hell they are. Um, listen, that is in no way, like if you do that, you actually can have success with a model like that. Like, obviously not that ridiculous, but you can be like, look, we, you know, if you, you basically, there are a lot of, a lot of salespeople who are just like, I got a hammer and whatever problem you have, I'm going to see if it's a nail. And on the other side, it's caveat emptor. And they're like, oof, boy, he's trying to make my, this isn't a nail, but he keeps hitting it with that hammer as if it is like, and that's on you. What we do instead, and this is just the kind of more consulting strategy side of thing. It's only active listening. I don't get to tell you about how great Postlight is until you've talked to me for probably just usually about a half hour. This is actually a flavor of sales. You know, it's solution-driven sales. Um, there's a well-known book called The Challenger Sale where mm -hmm. you're really not talking about products. You're talking about solutions. By solutions, I mean advice. I mean, sometimes it's just advice. It's just hearing you out. I see some pitfalls, I see some challenges, I see opportunity. Here's what I think you should do. And usually late, late in the game does post light come into the conversation. Half the time I'm increasingly what I'm doing, I make a little, a tiny little chart. I'm like, here's the range of solutions. Mm -hmm. Help me understand where your project falls. And on the far left, it's often not a good post light project. It's like, no, you just want to get, you want to get some sort of large platform, white labeled yep. and mm -hmm. sort of build your stuff on top of it with a little custom stuff. And on the far right, it probably is more like us. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of customs. And it's like, now that we've had this conversation, help me understand where you are. And then we can finally figure out if it makes sense for us. That is our sales culture. We're not, we don't incentivize people to simply go close a lot of business. No. And that conversational approach is atypical. It's much easier to templatize this stuff, right? Like I need Sitecore. I, I need Salesforce. I'm a Salesforce solution provider. There's this sort of triangulation that, that exists in the world. Like uh, Salesforce, when it has its conference, all their partners show up, right? Because they have the tool, right. partners provide services, customer pays both. 
pays for both licensing and the services they're providing. Adobe, Adobe has a conference where thousands and thousands of partners show up. It's like a pilgrimage because yeah. the Adobe platform, it's sort of this virtuous cycle, right? Adobe is pushing leads out to their preferred partners. The preferred partners are reinforcing Adobe licensing. We don't do this. We have licensed software. We have used licensed software. We don't want to build everything from scratch. But what we're doing is, frankly, building a relationship. And that may not bear fruit. It's a different kind of game. It's very high touch. It's highly interactive. And here we are now doing this. And this is, I want to let you talk and tell me, you know, about this transition to doing this on Zoom and Google Meet and whatnot, where it's way easier to just go run down the bullet points of Sitecore than it is to have that dialogue. Yeah. It'd be wonderful right now to be able to just pull up a sort of work through the form and fill it out and get a deck up, put Google Slides up and do a meet or a Zoom and, and say like, you know, here's the 12 things that we do and the processes we use in order to deliver your stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, at first I was kind of craving it because when you do a pitch this way, you are staring into space. You can't make eye contact. You're talking, but it's hard to read the room. And I'm not a natural, like it's taken me a long time to learn to read the room. And it's sort of like, it's much harder now. Like you're, it's like you're watching uh, Hollywood squares trying to figure out who's got budget. It's a lot. And so, and it wasn't that we were, we were even doing okay. It just was a, it's a ton of friction that talking with people and just being sociable is designed to eliminate. And suddenly all this friction is here and the meetings don't feel real and it's hard to know what your next steps are. And I think everyone who's made that transition, if they work in a world like ours, has felt that working on one of these sort of big video platforms mm. to, to get through their day. Mm. This is hard, right? I, I, I worry about this because we're still reaping the rewards of relationships that we've built over years, like over That's very right. long periods of time. And I worry about my inability to get out there and really, you know, to, to really cultivate new ones in this mode that we're in. No, because that power of like, I'll come down, we'll work together for three or four months, and then I'll come down as the invited expert and talk you through your platform in front of 25 people from your yep. solutions group. That is key to our business, right? Like to be that person and get in that room. And those rooms all just vanished, about two months ago. I mean, we've done it a couple of times. You know, it's not a direct dotted line, but we've hosted what you would call, I guess, management offsites or executive offsites. I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pig in shit when, when we get an opportunity to host leadership at Postlight. Like that is no agenda. Uh, they may not call us for six months, but it is massive. You spend so much time demonstrating your value through blog posts and things you do and so on to get into that room. Right now you're in the room and you can actually demonstrate the value. You can say, you can look someone in the eye and not have to sort of worry about every single possible audience, but actually worry about that one and say, okay, I heard you. I did my active listening and I can save you. You have to give me money. That's real. That's why we're all here. But I could save you $5 million. Let me show you how I'm going to do it. This is the trickiest thing to learn, right? Is that senior leadership don't actually think in terms of how much they're going to spend. They think in terms of the risk of failure and how much it's going to cost. And they balance that out. 
And so that's the real conversation. And that's a hard conversation to market through promoted tweets. Yep, that's right. And and uh, the other thing I would add here is that at the tail end of all sorts of collaborative discussions, money is very secondary. They are, when yep. once they're in the mode of like, all right, we got to solve this. Like this is trivial. Like the money conversation actually almost feels in the way. That's a glorious place to be because you've, you're all in sync on what to do. We cost a lot if you're setting up a blog. We are a very normally priced if you're doing something big and digital over 18 months. Exactly. Exactly. And our people are, are and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toot Postlight's horn for a second. We don't throw tens of bodies, but we've got a lot of 10x people, people who are extremely high performers. What six people at Postlight can do, most other shops with 25 can't do. That's just, I'll say that without it making it sound like advertising. That is fact. No, I'll settle for two to three X, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be, it, it's not that we have some magic secret. We just have people who collaborate well and are very smart and, and get their work done. Yeah. But here's what's really changing, right? Is that those initial conversations are now all remote video calls. Yeah. And here's what I've been craving. I've been experimenting in a lot of meetings and a lot of presentations. We started iterating like crazy. Myself and, and Tom are the two people on the sales team. And Tom and I, we moved our deck to Google Slides. That was priority one. Mm-hmm. Like just, it's, it needs to be faster mm-hmm. to collaborate and share things out. It was in Keynote, which had very nice animations. But okay. that subtlety is now lost. All right. So I want to number these. I mean, we, we, we're venting a little, but we're actually going to give some constructive advice here. So first is use a collaborative presentation tool. And Google Slides is, that is, is the most obvious, um, but there are others, but Google Slides is solid. I'll also say I fell back. The need to generate lots of slides quickly. There is This is very nerdy and this is very me, but there's a framework called Reveal.js, which is a slide presentation mm-hmm. tool in HTML. It's very cool. It's very cool. And it basically just lets you make a deck, but the deck can also be filled with classic HTML assets, iframes. So if you want to pop a Google map up in the middle of your deck and have it be interactive, you can do that. You can present that actual deck that people can experience and they can follow along with you. Or you can just present it through a tab and as if it was a regular deck, but then you're kind of in, you're in all the things that you need to do. Because really what's happening is that I need the whole web and I need all the digital tools kind of available to me in my deck so that, again, I have to demonstrate this active listening. I can't just be like, hmm, good point, because no one really is seeing me. I need to show them the sort of mental state. I need to externalize it. Okay, so so far we've got got Google Slides, which is out there and free Mm -hmm. and very powerful. There's reveal.js. Which allows you to kind of batch, like let's say I want 500 slides or, you know, or 40 or 50 and I don't want to like, it it lets you take a simple bulleted list in in HTML and turn it into content that presents well. We're glossing over something here. Most salespeople Mm -hmm. have the deck. There's the one, like the first Uh, call, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're going to talk about. What I'm going to do is talk to you about myself. And I've got my 15 slides. You want to hear a little bit about Postlight? Here are my 15 slides. I just, it sits there on my desktop. It's very static. I don't have to update it every Danger time. Danger zone. Okay, Danger why? zone. Can't do Explain it. Explain that. Because those communication patterns are falling flat in this new way of communicating. You don't 
have the tools of charisma and eye contact and I, I really hear you and I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. Like I used to always write, I had an iPad, I have an iPad, I'm using it right now as a second screen and I would sit there and I'd, I'd scribble on virtual graph paper with my pencil and look, I mean, I really am taking notes. I'd often go back and type them up or, or sort of use them to, to do the prep but I was also very aware that people saw me writing down what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that. There's that. Mm-hmm. And Nobody can tell that you're listening to them when they hear your keyboard move. You could be typing in Slack. So now, and I know that sounds really trivial and reductive, but it, it's real. Yeah, but, like, but are you making are a new deck every time you have a call? No, I'm not. Okay. In fact, what I'm really settling on, so we're, we're a little bit out of order. Slides is still fine and projecting a tab in, in is still fine. Reveal is really good if you have a lot of ideas to convey and communicate as you're getting further and further down the conversation. But the number one tool on the first call that I'm using is this thing called Whimsical. And there's others. There's Miro and there's Mural and so on. But it's a simple whiteboarding thought mapping tool. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm sketching the platform that people want us to build. I am listening to them and I'm saying, that's interesting. So usually when it comes in, you have some concept. They've sent you a page or a brief. I want to bring up a diagram and I want to show you, I think this is what you're talking about. Can we walk it through? Mm -hmm. And also, now what I have noticed is that if you pop up something that people don't recognize that doesn't look like a deck, it's like 10 minutes of absolute confusion. You have to actually take a minute and be like, hey, you know, since the pandemic started, we've been doing a little more with visualization and whiteboarding digitally so that we can share some of our thought process. I'd love to bring up a thing mm-hmm. so that I can show you Interesting. where we're at. They, they actually tend to go like, well, before you do that, because that's almost a little scary in the room. And then they're like, and then I'm like, do you mind if I present now? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And then you bring this up and they see your mouse moving. And I'm actually taking notes in the whiteboarding thing even before I get to them. Mm-hmm. Even before we bring it up on screen, I'm like taking notes in there. So what comes up on screen is just a lot of rectangles with words, you know, the boxes in them might be like CMS or front end web or like, you know, design layer, whatever, with the actual words from them that they've already given me. Got it. So you're letting them talk. Let's break yep. this down. You're letting them talk, which is what we do. We like to hear you talk as much as possible in the beginning. It gives us. And let me be clear this is actually not. This is not like a cynical sales move. I genuinely, I had someone explain their home healthcare business to me. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I love it. Yeah, totally. And so while they were talking, you weren't just typing in text editor. You were sketching and, and starting to prep something that you were going to then present back to them. So you walked up to the whiteboard. Essentially, and I've done this in person, th- there's a lot flying at us. So I get up, I take a marker. And I'm like, okay, let's start to get these ideas down. And now right. you're trying, essentially you've simulated that move, right? On uh, Virtually. And it's, har- right. it's hard to do. First off, the tool you use here is key. You can't just share your text editor. That's not going to land well. So there are a lot of tools out there and we'll share some of them that can be presented in a visual style. But I think more than anything else, I think what you're pointing out here is that you're paranoid. You're paranoid that you are competing with their desktop and with their browser and with the news and with their email box. Do people still say email box? It's fine. I, I meant to say inbox. You're competing with all of it. You just don't know. You can always see when that person's eyes are glancing just slightly off center because they're doing shit. You know what else is happening is 
so visiting agencies used to be like something you might do maybe two a day max, or you would, you know, definitely space it out, or you'd travel to New York City to talk to four or five different firms. Mm-hmm. Now, you can tell people are back to back. They're doing half hour agency, agency, agency. Oh, and if you get them in the middle or towards the end. Yeah, they're fried. Yeah, because they're like, well, this will be efficient. We'll get this all done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's not – the great mistake that clients make, God bless, is that they perceive the vendor as a product instead of a relationship. Mm-hmm. So – They then are like, well, you know, let's look at five different cars when we go to the lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to just go. I'm not going to go to the lot and look at one Toyota and then go back the next day. And so you can see in their eyes and especially when they're like, yeah, yeah, we all have to we all have to cut off in the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, I know where you're I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, I'm up against that. I'm up against really nice decks on the other side and against existing relationships they might already have. You're trying have, to engage. And it's all stacked. You're trying to engage. You're trying to make this slightly more interesting, slightly more dynamic. People are just consuming so much media in a passive manner today. It's it's actually mm-hmm. pretty staggering, right? It's hard. And and what you're doing is you're like, you know what? I can't sound like another infomercial. And what you're doing is you're putting, you're kind of keeping them on their toes too, right? Like you're forcing them to interact with you, which. Well, and I get really, I get really bored, right? I need to actually understand their business and their business model and understand where they're coming. Like there's no point. I don't need to at my, at this point in my life, I do not need to deliver another software solution using an existing platform along, you know, the, the Six Sigma policies. Yeah. I want to know how the world works. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm actually motivated. Like, I do want to figure out what are you guys thinking? But I need better tools to bring them into the conversation. It's a little more like teaching. Like, I'm just like, hey, look at this. And they're like, and so what's happening is we're doing this more. And the feedback I'm getting is, you know, we've talked to a lot of people. You are the first ones who really seem to take the time to understand our business model. Now, all I really did, I took the same time I would normally take to present a deck or get an agenda together. Mm -hmm. And I drew a bunch of rectangles on a screen. Like, it's not... Level of effort is not dramatically different, but that the demonstration of listening is what's key. Just to, to help people out here, what what are the tools? Like what what are tools that you've? I mean, I, you I know you did the you did the product hunt expedition where you looked at all the different. Tools. Oh, so many. There's so, so many. many right? so, many. so what, what's what stands out? Unless you have good tech shops, stay away from reveal. That that's not for you. Unless you are someone who is like, I need to use the web to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Slides is good, and especially now, Google Meet in particular allows you to present a tab on Google Chrome, and it's very fast. Like, it's optimized, I think, a little bit on the client side. So you get smoother results presenting from Chrome using Meet. So if possible, do that and present a tab. So that's key, Mm -hmm. just to get the smoothness. The web-based tool that I go back to, and I've tried several, and I've I've demoed it several in meetings and, and conversations, is called Whimsical. Whimsical.com. Mm-hmm. And I used to roll my eyes at it, but it is very simple. It is very limited. I mean, that's in, its power feature is its simplicity, right? You're on a grid and you only have essentially one font and the font can have different sizes and you can drop Ipsum Dollar in and it's, or, you know, it just it's like all the, all the things you need to get an idea across are roughly there, which at this level of resolution and, and this kind of interaction style is pretty good because you actually don't want the ability to do any detail work. You yep. want to be – there's a lot of whiteboard emulators where you can move things around all over the place and zoom in and out infinitely. This is more like spiritually closer to the whiteboard in that 
I'm going to have low fidelity ideas jammed onto a space. Yeah, it's Duplo blocks. It's kind of, it's almost corny looking. Yeah. That's right. And people, all I'm trying to do is get that nod. You get it. Yeah. Right? I need to either hear, actually, you missed this. Let me explain it to you from the client. Or I need to hear, yes, that is actually, you have given us back what we told you and you understand it. Because mm -hmm. without that understanding, you can't, that's not a real sales conversation. You actually need to move forward with that mm -hmm. understanding. Now there is a, a third level here, right? So we, the level one is use the existing tools, present them well, cross your fingers. Level two is show active listening by demonstrating using visual tools. And then level three to me is starting to feel more and more, and this is, we're a software company, and so we have this option, like tools that let you fill in the platform, show how the budget works, explore the schedule, understand the deliverables and see things that aren't just like a deck, but actually like, hey, my leave behind here is something interactive that helps you understand your own product yep. and your own project. That's going to be a minute. I've started to prototype some stuff and, and sort of share some stuff on the screen and, and we're working on it. And I think there's actually a lot of power there. It's just going to, it's going to take a minute. But the real goal here is to take something, and this is very different than any kind of sales that currently exist. It's to take something and put it in their hands and give up control. Yeah. I want to give this a name. I think we can, I think we can name this before someone else does. You ready? God, let's do it. That that's that is our job as thought leaders. It, it really Maybe is. Things. I mean, and, and then we'll name a conference after it when we're six thousand people show up five years from now. Um, <laughs> it, I, I'm going to give it a name. I'm going to call it responsive presenting or reactive mm. reactive presenting because everything reactive is pre yeah reactive presenting might be the better. No, no, just go in there. Reactive sales. Reactive sales. Oh. That's a book. That's already at the airport bookstore next and to the reactive sales. It's book. like you know, yeah. And really, all it is is I'm going to create the best model yeah. of of your project that I can. Maybe even including little sliders, so you can be like, "What if I only did mm -hmm. half as much design?" Yeah. Yeah. And you can see where the time and the the resources mm -hmm. are going to go. Yeah. I don't know if I want to hand somebody a budget no, that they can mess yet. with. I think that might be dangerous. What you're doing here is you're you're there's watching cartoon. I, I tell my wife all the time. I, I, you know, I'd rather they play video games than watch cartoons because at least, and again, obviously it depends on the video game, but they're interacting, right? Versus passively sitting there. And yep. like the drool is starting to collect on the corner of their mouths, right? No, that's right. I mean, obviously, like you can't go out and hike in the woods, right? Like it's not so you have to there's a range of interaction. Yeah. Reactive sales is incredibly powerful, especially if it's a consultative cell, especially if it's a cell where you're trying to build engagement and you're competing with I, I say it again and again, you're competing with that damn desktop notifications are popping oh, yeah. up. They keep checking the news. You're, there's no way around it. They, you can't tell people close your laptop because you are the laptop. Here we are. No, that's entirely correct. And really what I think give people ways to explore. So what is going to demonstrate active listening the best? Because that is the goal for consultative cell, which is they heard me the best 
and have the best strategy to execute on what I truly need. Hugely valuable, hugely valuable. That is that is always the goal. The closer I can get to that, the better. And, and you know, like, I mean, this is often, we're talking to people in finance or around climate mm-hmm. change and something. There's a lot to learn. And I have to profess my ignorance. We do. We say, like, I don't understand that. I understand what I understand. And you're going to have to educate me, but I'm willing to learn. What I want to do is create models and tools that I can hand to people. And this is not, we're not building Microsoft Word. I'm thinking simple websites with a few sliders and, and, and it lets you sort of click and look at things, which show our mental model and let people explore it and understand the parameters that we use to build. And I feel that if I do that, and I, it's, it's sort of like this is also phased, like you can't just drop that on somebody and walk away. It's got to be like, you saw me give the five slide deck about who we are, and then you saw me drop the boxes and, and sort of into the conversation and, and show you your platform. Now I'm going to show you how we really would get this built, what we see the parameters are. Yep. I'm going to expose that part of the process that normally would be hidden in a spreadsheet in a lot of conversation. Yep. And I'm going to let you play with it and think about it. And then you come back and, and ask questions is sort of the next phase of active listening. So I feel like we're going to get those first two phases pretty well locked down. And then the third one is growth for the firm. So that is that is our sales process going forward. Yep. Reactive sales, little t, little m, trademarked. That's the name of this podcast. Right. And But I think it's, look, it's, it's hugely important. I think, A, we're trying to keep our attention high. And B, we're trying to stay engaged with you. I mean, I was on a call yesterday with 15 people. There's no oh, way. We, yeah. I mean, collectively, there was probably the attention of two people. If you, It's just slivers of attention that you're stealing from each person, right? People should be mindful, too, because it's very easy to do Avengers Assemble in this new world because it's just a, you just send the invite and they're all going to show up. A one-on-one conversation high, high connectivity, yeah. right? Yeah. You and I, we're doing this podcast, high bandwidth. Like it's just, we're, it's, I, I don't get to go look at Slack while I'm talking. No, it's, it's, it breaks, right? But 15, what you basically are saying is that there's really only a, like, you know, probably adds up to like one unit of attention. Everyone's mm-hmm. like 5% mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of how much attention yeah. they're paying. I mean, unless again, now you're in a conversation and, and it's forcing that a bit here. Well, if I share that software out with 15 people and they move the sliders around and they're all having their own individual experience and asking us questions, now I got a meeting. Yeah. You know, Paul, from day one, we, we've, we've always kind of said that, that Postlight isn't a fill in the blank shop. Like we're not a Sitecore shop. We're not a WordPress shop. We're not, a, we, we use these tools and we value them and we're pragmatic, but we never wanted to be that. We've always wanted to be conversational to build deeper relationships. And, you know, I think everything you're highlighting here just reinforces that. It's how we're adapting to this new way of engaging and, you know, sort of planting deep roots. And that's something that I think makes us different in, in a lot of ways. What is Postlight, Paul? We keep saying Postlight. Well, Rich. As the co-founder of Postlight, I'm glad you asked. Postlight is, at its heart, we are a group of builders. We make digital things. We make software. But the reality is people call us in to do strategy. They call us in to think through how their digital platforms and the products that they create are going to affect their long-term growth. And this can be big not-for-profits, and it can be giant investment banks, and it can be government agencies and media firms. But they come to us knowing that we can get them their thing, but also saying, 
don't get started. Let's get a plan first. And so what happens is that we're your partner. We are your product partner. We sit there with you and we do the strategy because that is you have to figure out what you're building before you build it. Don't start until you know what you're doing. And then we do the design and then we make it beautiful and we make it real and we get buy-in. And then we do the build on the front end and the back end, whether it's web or mobile. And then the back end, just usually very, very powerful APIs that can scale up. And so product strategy, product design, product build. Strategy-driven strategy driven design and development. Ooh. That is correct. I like it. That's right. Reach out to us. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you will be directly in contact with the head of sales. Not just that, I gotta say, we give a lot of information away, a lot of really valuable information without, you know, a lot of times they don't lead to engagements and we like to talk and engage. Hello at postlight.com. It is a conversation more than anything else. So reach out. I think you've given, what, what's the catchphrase? Reactive sales. Oh, it's expensive. The book Reactive is expensive. Sales. I can already see the book. Nate and Carlotta, stay safe out there. We'll see you in five years. Yeah, take care, Nate. Bye. Have a good, okay, bye. Have a good week, everyone.